it. Episode 30 of the Arl Knots podcast. Welcome back to No Holds Barred starring Hulk Hogan. I can't wait for this one uh, because I have a guest, an expert guest today uh, named Ann Clark. Hi. What's up, Ann? <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm, I've been excited to, to rip into this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no I'm so Holds Barred. <laughs> So before before we start, before I forget, uh, Anne, where what do you do, and where can people find you? Oh, what don't I do? No, um, what do I do? Oh, it's such like a philosophical question. Um, <laughs> so I like work at Vulture, which is a it's a website people might be familiar with. Check it out. I produce something called Vulture Festival there, which you should definitely go to if you live in LA. Um, and I also have a podcast called John and Anne's Wrestling Podcast. It's where my boyfriend and I talk about wrestling once a week. Uh, and then um, I tweet at Ann V. Clark. So those are all my things. Did you, are you in LA now? No, I'm not. But we oh, produced okay. Vulture Festival in LA. I hope I didn't just blow up your spot. Like you were working as a, no. as a local or something. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we, we, we take it to LA ah. um, to kind of be in the center of, you know, Hollywood. It's a very... Uh, entertainment focused festival a lot of stars a lot of celebs easier to get them when you're in their own backyard you know <laughs> right you're like come, come on out to uh Staten island and yeah right doesn't sound as appealing no not quite so yeah, yeah we go to i them. understand fair enough yeah uh so this movie i guess like for lack of a better subject on this podcast uh we just have been talking about older movies maybe the ones that we grew up on or just enjoyed at some point in our lives and then kind of just riffing on them and seeing how well they hold up you know not necessarily yeah. from like you know oh this movie's too racist to exist today but just like in general like from a aesthetic point of view style mm -hmm. humor you know so yeah um this one <laughs> so this is no holds barred the 1989 Hulk Hogan vehicle um, directed by a nobody. I don't know this guy, Thomas J. Wright. Um, I'm just yeah. looking at his thing right now. He does a lot of TV, which is respectable. I don't want to, you know, crap on anybody's very prolific television career, but I think second unit assistant director for Howard the Duck might be <laughs> his best work so far. That's, that's, that's exciting. I mean, to be honest, this is this is a movie that like was made by Vince McMahon. We can kind of give, <laughs> I think, most of the credit to the man who's like a notorious micromanager of everything yeah. he's involved in. <laughs> I don't. I I almost feel bad bringing up anyone else's name in conjunction yeah, just, with this film. <laughs> we're just giving them bad memories, probably. Yeah, exactly. We're just oh, re-triggering them. Yeah. This movie is so weird. I remember watching it as a as a kid. Cause I was like super into wrestling during the, the Hulk Hogan era, the Hulkamania era. Oh yeah. Um, and my biggest surprise watching it again was that this isn't really a Hulk Hogan movie. This is like the main character is like, I'm assuming it's supposed to be Ted Turner. Mm -hmm. This seems like a big power play by Vince McMahon to like, to throw down the gauntlet against, uh, the formation of WCW, which was Ted Turner's attempt to get in on the wrestling game. Yeah. And so the main character is a guy named Brell, who is an evil network executive played by Kurt Fuller, who is just 
a, a, a jam whenever he shows up <laughs> in a movie. He's so good as this particular mean little guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like a weenus mean, yeah. like a, a mean weenus. That's his <laughs> yeah, whole thing. Exactly. Like he, he definitely has power and he's a threat, but he's just such a weenus. I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. No, he's perfect at this. And I'm like, I'm so curious about his process and what he's like in real life because he's just really... <laughs> made hay of this mean little guy that he plays in like <laughs> every movie from my childhood. I bet he's a good tipper in real life. He seems like that kind of that humble. To. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even if he wasn't, I feel like if I waited on him and he was mean to me, I'd be like, that's awesome. Thank you. I got the full Kurt Fuller experience. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a <laughs> ghostbuster. This is amazing. <laughs> he was the mayor's assistant in Ghostbusters, yeah. right? Or at least maybe the second one. I can't remember. Yeah, he but... was in number two. Yeah, he was yeah. The assistant number two. Yeah. He was the gatekeeper for the mayor. Yes. He was the replacement for the EPA guy in the first one. Right. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Another great one. The, the foil. Yeah. And so this movie starts out with uh, Hulk Hogan doing his thing, but not as Hulk Hogan. They, they I was confused by oh. this. He's always rip. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you want me to like. <laughs> no. D- yeah. That's why you're here. Let, let oh, us great. have it. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, no, I I read about the making of this movie in a book called Ringmaster, which is written by someone I consider a friend. Her name is Abraham Josephine Reisman, and I highly recommend you get it. It just came out like last week. Um, and oh, it's the a York, is perfect. It's a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, it's it's shot up the charts. Um, <laughs> but she has a whole section on this film, and I was reading it. Um, and really, this movie came along because Hulk Hogan was going to be was in Rocky Three and yeah. wanted to be in more movies. And uh. this movie was going to be made anyway, but Vince stepped in and said he would produce it um, to kind of you know keep Hulk in his orbit. Um, and prevent uh, yeah. him from like you know just leaving and going to Hollywood, kind of like Jesse Ventura did. And um, so, yeah, so they wrote it together essentially. Like they rewrote the script together, Vince and Terry Boye, Hulk Hogan. Um, oh yeah, Terry. I always forget this is real name. I know. I I've never. I it's so weird to say, but I feel like I should. Yeah. You know, like I'm like I feel like silly. what about first name terms with Terry? I know. I feel a little silly calling him Hulk Hogan sometimes, but um, (laughs) I guess that's just his name. But yeah, Yeah. so he and Vince actually wrote it together or rewrote it together. And there's actually a scene in Ringmaster that uh, Josephine describes where she writes about Hulk thinking the third act came to him while he was on the toilet. Like he and Vince locked themselves in a hotel for like two days, you know, did one of those things. Yeah, um, I'm sure true there were... writers, true masters of their craft. <laughs> yeah, you know when you need to write something and you just go lock yourself in a hotel for two days um, with your friend and you definitely aren't doing cocaine or whatever. Yeah, he had cocaine um... <laughs> shits is what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, they stayed up for days and wrote this movie. And um, Hulk Hogan thought of the third act when he sat down on the toilet. He said he fell asleep and dreamed the end of the movie and like shouted it to Vince from the toilet. And Vince, like, just very quickly scribbled it down. And <laughs> honestly, that's a very believable story after having finally seen this movie, which I had not seen before. You're like, actually. This, this is a toilet third act. Absolutely. This is. Yeah, this is a third this act. Was a to- someone... This this act, this act definitely experienced a toilet birth. I, I see. I see it. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing does feel very written on a cocktail napkin, you yeah. know, like. 
two friends just, you know, who knows what they're doing, who knows what they're partaking in, but they are thinking of events and they are writing those events down. (laughs) They're writing them down. And so I was just confused by the whole thing. Like, so he's rip. Like, okay, maybe you don't want to be Hulk Hogan or maybe there's like some copyright issues with that. I don't know what, but it's rip is not different than Hulk Hogan. It's the same. He has the same gimmicks, the same presentation. He's tears. He rips his shirt off. Um, He's does the 24 inch Python thing. They even call him that. Like it's, it's all Hulk Hogan, except that it's not. And I was just very confused. You might as well just make it Hulk Hogan. We all know what's going on here. Right. I think the only reason they didn't probably was because it would have affected Canon. It would have become Hulk Hogan. You know, it would have been like a documentary about his life or something. So would have had to kayfabe it in there. They did, though, in a way with Zeus. I mean, we're jumping ahead. They did with Zeus, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Zeus got kayfabed into the continuity um, as as if the movie was real. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll just we we just start into it. There's a, a big fight. Rip comes in like a movie monster. It's like slow motion and it's, he's like roaring. It's, it's kind of like the, uh, the old Lou Ferrigno Hulk movie show when he like mm-hmm. transformed and emerged. It feels like he doesn't feel like a good guy right here. No, um, no, not at all. And we do, you mentioned Jesse Ventura. He does show up here. He's one of yeah. the, the color commentators with mean Gene, And <laughs> he's like wearing this, this golden Rick James wig. Like I can't figure out what's going on there. And yeah. me and Gene can't either. Me and Gene's like right away. It's like, wh- before we even see Jesse, he's like, what is with the wig? <laughs> yeah. I, I loved how you could tell they completely filmed this probably right after a show had finished. Like they'd probably just finished a WWE show and the because the crowd you see is like not full at all. Like the, right. the the top of the arena is like almost totally empty and it's just the fans <laughs> around the ring. So you can tell that people just like they did this with the audience who they could get to stay. Right. They're like, until, if you guys could just give us 10 minutes. Like, yeah, we'll, it's it's we'll one a.m. But the please, next event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I doubt they even got any anything. They got nothing. I'm they got sure the, it was the just honor like, of being yeah. sweated on by Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting a guy named Jake Bullet, who's <laughs> whose costume is just my grandma. Like it's his makeup <laughs> and his hair is just like, yeah, the, the smoky eye, the dramatic <laughs> yeah. smoky eye. Yes. Yeah. He's like the, he's like the, the the mom from Bewitched. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if the kids will get that reference, but I don't think kids are listening to this show, so I think we're okay. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So I can swear. I can do all the. Oh, yeah, you could feel free to, Great. to to cut loose. Um, so, yeah, you know, Rip does his thing. He's he's down, but it, obviously he, he turns around and starts, he no-sells a bunch of moves, and we know he's, like, unlocked his rage meter or whatever and beats the piss out of Jake Bullet. And this is when we meet Brell, who's just watching this and being like, who will help me destroy this man? He's like, <laughs> our network can't do anything as long as he exists. Yeah, I I I had to like an hour into this movie pull up the Wikipedia to like read the plot because it yeah. took me but there wasn't a lot set up in the beginning. I felt very clearly and it, it yeah. kind of all just started happening and, and <laughs> Exactly. Um almost as if it was just two guys in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
playing fast and loose with ideas. Yeah, yeah. Deleting things an actual screenwriter wrote because they don't understand why we need to see why he's at the office building taking a right. meeting with them. Like, you know. <laughs> why, whether or not Hulk Hogan's actually a good dude or a villain. Like, it's it wasn't clear from that first match. No, no. Um, it never is. Well, you know, I, and this is kind of a tangent, but like, there's there's a thing with Vince McMahon where like it's very clear that he does not have the same concept of a hero as regular people. Right. Like to him, a hero is like a bully who has no friends, and, <laughs> and like it's just the strongest guy in the room is the hero. So like, yeah, I, I get the feeling that he just doesn't know how to signal like this is a good person, other than like he has a little brother that he tolerates existing you know he, right. has, he has like a coach that he talks to you know like i love it that's um we so there is one moment where i think we're supposed to understand that he's a good guy they introduce his new uh manager sam who's a total babe and hulk hogan can't help but notice and he notices real loud like oh, he's yeah. he's eyeing her up and down and growling and snarling and like very threatening unsettling ways and then he <sighs> snaps out of it for a second and is like, uh, Rip would like to remind you that his priority is his charity work. And I'm like, okay, is that, was that supposed to be real? Like you're putting this like profit driven, you know, uh, hard ass in her place or are you trying to impress her like with, the uh, with your yeah. bona fides? Uh, the animal noises in this movie, <laughs> I, they never stop. It's like, because when they're fighting, they make weird animal noises. Yeah. When he like sees something he likes, he he makes an animal noise. Like, I just don't, I maybe they think that's what acting is, is just making sounds. That's passion. That's how they express <laughs> like joy and approval. It's, it's. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> the t- snarls cover the full range of the human spectrum. It's, it's yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a versatile sound. <laughs> strange and off-putting i'll say it, that it was not and he's in this meeting like it's a it's a boardroom with a table full of people and they're all in suits and he's he's wearing his his wrestling casual which is mm-hmm. uh it's kind of the same outfit it's he has different color schemes but it's always the same style and he i i guess the best way to describe it is if nightcrawler from the x-men was a male stripper like, that's kind of <laughs> the vibe it's like superhero sexy you know yeah 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 i feel like that's a that's a good way to describe a lot of wrestling gear it's like (laughs) true it's like yeah it's like if an x-men like got a job or you know like they're kind of like gym clothes for superheroes yeah right or g-strings like yeah (laughs) it it walks that line between athletic function and just oh yeah boner town (laughs) boner town oh yeah Man, forgot about Boner Town. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boner Town. Those those walls could talk. Yeah. Um, he, I think we skipped over, but he does take a meeting with with Brell at the Evil. Yeah, um, he just kind of shows up there for no reason. Yeah, we he's never in a limo. See, there's no scene connecting him, but like, there's no scene that where it's like he's deciding to go take a meeting there. It's like right. they just cut to him there. And that this is where I started to kind of like lose it because I was like, wait, who does he work for? Like, why is he at this man's office? Like, And they never really explain the good network, which is the one that he's completely loyal to. Like he's yeah. and he is completely loyal to it, but there's no 
reason given and we never see any other than this boardroom meeting with, right. with Sam. Um, he just shows up in a limo, which becomes important later. Mm. That needed to be explained. It was not his limo. No. Um, he shows up in a limo at the evil TV network, takes a meeting with Brell. Brell's, you know, kisses his ass until he doesn't and he loses it and spits in his face, calls him a jockass. He's really all about that jockass insult. He uses it over and over again. <laughs> Like it's hurtful. I know. I like, I can't understand why Vince thinks that like jocks are this maligned group that like are like to call someone a jock is an insult. But I have to imagine that the word ass is there because he thinks it's funny. Like, yeah, like that's the level of humor of this movie is like, ha, he said ass. (laughs) It almost sounds like a dad trying not to swear. Yeah. Yeah. You jock. But. Um, exactly yes they do that weird thing in movies where they totally just took this from other movies both vince and hulk hogan were like what do they do in movies that part where they all laugh at the mm-hmm. same time over a misunderstanding but they're all laughing together mm-hmm. um hulk takes a check he does have a really good line here he shoves the check down brell's throat and he goes i won't be around when this check clears and i was <laughs> like dude solid burn <laughs> Okay, did that mean that he's going to poop the check out? He's going to poop the check out. Yeah, it's going to take some time. That's what I thought. At which time Hulk will be long gone. He's not going to stick around for the full digestion process. That is, that is like, yeah, I'm not going to be around to watch you poop is a good, (laughs) is a really good burn. Yes. I love it. He said it was such gusto. I I had to give it to him. I was like, there is a little disconnect there and it did take me a second. Yeah. But you know what? Thumbs up. I, I yeah, it fast. <laughs> I got there, but I was like, interesting, interesting, yeah. uh, interesting little uh, zinger there. <laughs> and so this is where the limo confusion comes in. So it turns out the limo driver works for Brell and Brell gives him the signal and uh, takes him off road to a uh, uh, undisclosed location where there's thugs waiting to kick his ass. Yeah, it's and- just a garage full of thugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Keeps> on hand. <laughs> It's miles away from their office. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes them a while to like to realize something's wrong and then to actually try to do something about it. Yeah, I hate it when I'm leaving a meeting and I realize I'm being driven to the garage full of thugs. <laughs> These are some good thugs too. They uh Hulk's trapped in the backseat of the limo and he does this, this fucking impossible explosion he just like (laughs) it's not clear what he does but the best i could come up with that he just leaps upward with such force as to like explode (laughs) the top of the limo off and land on top of it like it's like you can hear vince's voice like and and hulk's (laughs) voice too when you watch that scene and you can hear him going and then he bursts out of the roof (laughs) (laughs) but how it doesn't matter his his sheer aggression He's impossible to contain. Like, it's just like you need there to be like commentary. He's impossible to contain is probably the best way to describe Rip in this. Yes, this movie. he is. He's a he's a giant animal who can bend steel and break through. Because the thing is, the limo also has like metal doors that come down. This is, no? an, this is a late 80s limo, too. This isn't made out of like cheap safety. No material. This is like this is things built to last. Yeah, and he's so, like, but at the same time, Zach, please keep in mind, the limo is so fragile that when he starts punching the door, it causes the car to swerve. Yeah. The driver loses control because he starts kicking things in the back that is, seat. That is the power of Rip. 
is so powerful. It's not that's no shade on the car. You can't you can't expect the car to Okay. No the how car is a well American yeah. made vehicle. Any other man in the back seat, it's it's gonna do its job. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> this was his the, the the almighty rip. He starts so he starts kicking these guys' ass, and you know he's gonna win because the music's kind of fun and light. Yeah. Like there's no threat to the to the to the music choice. <laughs> so you're like, oh, these guys are dead. This is like a fun country <laughs> jaunt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I the thing about it that was kind of funny to me is instead of like him like throwing a guy off or whatever, and that guy's like down, is like guys would come back. Like there's yeah. one actor that keeps coming back to attack him, <laughs> and you're like, dude, are you not seeing what's happening? This man busted through the roof of a limo. Like I don't think you're gonna beat him. He's like, already taken your best shots. It's like you're not learning anything from this. Yeah, like give it up, man. You're not being paid that much to sit in this empty garage and wait for guys to beat up. Like, <laughs> well, th- my favorite part comes up after that. The whole time this is happening, the limo driver is just—he's—he's he's shitting his pants in terror, and it's—you realize <laughs> that it's—it's literal. It, Hulk rips him out of the car. Oh God! Picks him up, and then he's like growling in his face. He's doing his snarl. He's not saying anything. Yeah. He's not advancing the situation at all. And then he smells something. And then we the camera cuts to a very wet ass uh, of the limo driver. It is so wet. It is like the grossest visual poop effect I've ever seen in my life. It's like he pissed his ass. Like that's. <laughs> that's exactly probably how Vince described it. Make it look like he pissed his ass. <laughs> his poop is so viscous that it just looks like he peed. Out of his butt. Yeah. That's what women do, right? That's how women pee. Make him a woman. (laughs) I think I got Vince figured out. I think I got inside his head. Yep. (laughs) I think you got there. So that's the only line I actually remember from watching this as a kid was Hulk going, Dookie. (laughs) That's it. That's the end of the scene. I guess we assume that he ate that guy. Uh, Yeah, I think he ate all of them, bones and all, like the Timothy Chalamet movie. That, uh, you know, protein, got to get it where you can. You got to. You really do. All right. So what happens next? Uh, I can't his, re- your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> well, okay. His manager takes him to a fancy restaurant. And I guess this is her attempt to like. Right. I don't know if she's like trying to insult him by bringing him someplace that is like out of his. his he's out of his depth in or if she's trying to impress him. But it's like this French at, yeah. Full of attitude. It's the a, waiter's just a dick. It's a dick. church, right? Like, it's like a church. Is that what it is? <laughs> but, like, yeah. the building is like a church. It's a place of worship, uh, yeah. for sure. Um, and then my, my second favorite thing that happens is the woman has clearly underestimated the sophistication of Rip because oh, yes. he's well known at this restaurant and he knows mm-hmm. how to kind of order in sort of French. <laughs> he knows everyone at the restaurant except for the French maitre d'. Who was just like, like, who's so rude? It was the rudest. He, he, it was like, all right, I get that, like, you you want to assert dominance, but this is just really mean. Like, I I wasn't on Hulk Hogan's side until this scene happened. I was like, you know oh, what, yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah, no, um, but I just think it was weird that like the whole staff knew him and like he spoke French, but like the waiter doesn't know who he is and is rude to him. Like he was new. That was the 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 chef came out and was like, "I'm sorry, Reap. He is new." Well, they need to train their staff better, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I think can't. it's just a <laughs> a general policy to just be don't drive away the customers with your with yeah. your sense. Like even if you are fresh from France, apparently. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was definitely freshly French. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important though that we learned at this point there's more to Rip than just fighting and, and sexually aggressive snarling. He's got yeah, he's got a softer side. Yeah, where he um, speaks French and you know, his little attempt at French was very adorable. It was yeah. <laughs> I think it would be nice. I think it would be kind to say that he butchered it. Yeah. What does he say? Je fais or je, je femme? Cause yeah, I, know I think je, so. Je femme, I think, is I'm hungry. And I think that's <laughs> what he tried to say. Je, I love it. Je femme? Like, I love that that is. Have you ever gone to When's the last time you went to a restaurant and the waiter comes up and he's like, what would you like? Like, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we've established that the second you walked in this door. Good i'm hungry yeah well you came to the right place buddy fucking great that's adorable that's like a baby (laughs) it's like a baby's level of understanding of what a restaurant is uh he should have got some coloring books or something um i think at this point the the corporate suits um brell and his and his cronies he's got a couple cronies too who are uh also those guys like you, you definitely have seen these guys in uh plenty of other movies as basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, they were like the most famous, they were some of the famous people in the movie. As I yeah. Hogan, I was like, I know all of these guys who are like the little stooges. Yeah. All, it was, uh, all these character Ord- actors didn't work. That's so Ordway great. And Unger. That's who they were. They were his, like the top of the chain. Like Brel's like the classic evil network exec who doesn't like anybody that works for him. And they're always yeah. like, in danger of being fired for no reason. And these two guys are the most ass kissy. I think they have the most ass kiss points banked. So they're always at by his side. Um, but he takes him to like this murder bar to watch some real fighting, you know, some, some oh tough my man gosh. competition. Did, I, t- tell us about this bar. And well, how would you describe I it? I have, I have big thoughts on the bar. Okay. The bar, <laughs> the bar really said a lot to me. Um, <laughs> So like, <laughs> I might go off on a tangent again, but Do like it. a thing about this movie is that like Vince is showing us what he thinks of a regular wrestling audience <laughs> like this, like in any other version of this movie, it's like, hey, this bar should be awesome. Like this bar should be so cool. Like this bar yeah. should be like cool people. Like, you know, like, like, I mean, think about any movie that you've seen where someone goes to a bar to see a specialty thing, like, you know, fighting, dancing, whatever. It's always like the coolest underground, like club yeah. in the world. And everybody's like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is so next hot thing. You know, um, this bar is like, inhabited solely by like mutant people <laughs> like like they're so hick that they're just like you know toothless dirty like sweaty you know like greasy stained like it's yeah not even nice like they're not even friendly like they're mean and they go to the bathroom and there's like a loose dog in there or like a chained dog in there. No, so it not- was. I think it was loose. I think that thing was unchained. It was yeah. just a full blown like 
Rottweiler or something, yeah. some sort of evil breed. And it's there just alone, and you're like, okay, so they're not even nice to animals. Like, you know, like, th- they're just these irredeemable, horrible, like, trash people. And I, I'm just like, yes, this is how Vince sees his audience. <laughs> like, They're just trauma mutants. Yeah. yeah. Like the- <laughs> this is what he thinks. Like, and after, watching this movie right after the WrestleMania and Raw that we suffered through this week at his hands, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, this is exactly who he thinks we are, and that's why he thinks he can get away with what he does. Like, that's perfect. That makes so much more sense now. This, the, the, what, I mean, because think about it. Like, bar. if you were pitching this movie, if you were gonna make a movie like this, because like the plot is not like unsalvageable as a story, but yeah. like this scene is the scene where you find the like star who's gonna challenge Rip or whatever. But it's also the scene that like defines this culture. Yeah, that this exec is entering and it's just like it could have been like there's no reason for that bar not to be awesome at all like (laughs) it's kind it's kind of still is i mean they walk in and there's just a ring in the middle and there's just constant death matches happening right anybody's free to jump in at any time yeah there's no breaks for the winner like the winner just immediately gets challenged by somebody else like it's yeah it's, it's sink or swim in this hillbilly death bar it's yeah it's like it's like the roadhouse bar but worse like it's just like amazingly bad and and i'm like why isn't this more like you know a coyote ugly or like you know something where it's like oh there's this cool bar where people have wrestling matches and everybody's you know awesome and like but no, no, it's like a hole in the ground filled with it's rats. Just like chew it's, spit everywhere and oh, it's probably terrible. piss and shit. Like it's 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 awful. It's and, disease city. Yeah, and like I go to a lot of indie wrestling shows. I and indie wrestling fans are some of the best people. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I should be careful how I say that because I don't know that they all are. But like the ones you hang out with. Or, yeah, the yeah. ones I'm around. And usually everybody is like very respectful. I've never like been mistreated at an indie wrestling show or like, you know, been every once in a while there's like a drunk asshole yelling something. But on the whole, it's a good scene. And so to see that was just like, oh, man, he hates. (laughs) Yeah, he hates hates the hands that feed him. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel I have the same experience. My my girlfriend is really into wrestling and everything I know about it is through her. And oh, my gosh. And you need to set me up with her on a on a lunch date or something because that guys, sounds awesome. You got to come to that bar I told you, Union Grounds. They every time there's a, a major event, whether it's WWE or ACW or it's, he 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 orders them all. Like he's amazing. Yeah, that's like a wrestling bar, and I mean oh. it's in Carroll Gardens, so it's a little off the beaten path, but it's it's worth the trip. It's, yeah, it's a good crowd. Sure. I have a great time with. I could honestly could care less. Like I get so like annoyed by the the stalling and sort of the drawn out uh nature of some of the fights where they like mm-hmm. they clearly are trying to build tension but it to me it just ends up being boring and i'm yeah. like like somebody do something like i'm more of like a mixed martial arts fan which uh the, oh, yeah. the owner of that bar was like he'll every once in a while he'll order a pay-per-view for like ufc and he'll be like have fun with your stupid unscripted lame fighting <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah i will you know fine but yeah that's um, the thing is like like oh sorry to interrupt you but like i was just gonna say like that's the thing is like a wrestling fan is somebody who like really wouldn't want to watch a death match in the middle of a bar <laughs> yeah absolutely they're into the the the, the fictional side of it like right. they, they fully buy into it and enjoy it for like, yeah. what it is which is a 
fictional universe, you know, full yeah. of like made up people. Right. Um, I think this is a- another tangent, but I think the most entertaining one I ever saw was during the pandemic. Um, it was, I don't remember what number it was. It was WWE. Like John mm-hmm. Cena fought the demon or whatever. Um, what, uh, the fiend, the fiend. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Right. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. And, but he like got sucked into his nightmare world and had no power. Yes. And like the fiend sort of just was able to cr- cr- manipulate reality around him. And I was like, it ended up being this like a horror short. Yeah. Where like John Cena was forced to do curls so much and so fast <laughs> that his arms couldn't, didn't work anymore. And I was like, dude, this is a cartoon. I love this. This is fucking hilarious. They're yeah. in Pee Wee's Playhouse and like John Cena is powerless to do anything. Oh here. my gosh. I forgot about that. That was so brilliant. Oh my gosh. I need to rewatch all that. You got it. My absolute favorite part though was the wrestlers having to perform in a crowdless arena and there's no sound other than they're just like heavy panting and their weird shit talk mid fight. They're like, you like that shit bitch. And it's like, Whoa, (laughs) this is a lot less fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those, those shows were so trippy. I've been meaning to go back and watch a lot of them because it's like, it, it was, it really changed the whole format of the, the way it was done. And, and it was kind of interesting and felt like experimental theater in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. Was, That's like, kind of what I liked about it. It definitely yeah. had that feel to it. And I was, yeah. I was into the, the weirdness of it. Yeah. And then through that, I got into a few of the characters and, you know, continued to watch after, you know, crowds and everything. It was, it was, it was, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't as funny as it was when there was no sound. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. It was like, what are, we've done videos like that before where, where we like remove the music from a scene. So you just understand how weird the actual set would be if there yeah. was no like John Williams score blasting horns everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, that's what it felt like to me. Like somebody had removed like important sound effects yeah. <laughs> just to make it totally weird. But, yeah. uh, but I get, yeah. So we just, that was a huge tangent from this bar. Um, oh no. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well in this bar. Yeah. There's a, a little person in a cage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not clear what he's doing there. He just keeps flipping like bottle caps into the, the, the suits drinks. Like they're, they're just, everyone's there yeah. to fuck with them. Cause they're clearly nerds. Like they're yeah. just, they're targeted immediately. Um, yeah. The waitress asked him if they're looking for the gay bar, which is, at least she said gay. I, know, <laughs> you know, been, I feel like it could have been a lot worse. That was like, a friendlier interaction, friendlier interaction than it needed to be. You know what I mean? Like she, I was like, she I kind really, of appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, she actually really was co- was concerned for their, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, their, the, the future like, of their night. Are you sure you want to be in here? Yeah, like yeah. So there's a nice bar across the street. Is kind of how I heard it. Like I love how these two guys, the the the, the ass kissers, uh, Ordway and Unger, just don't know how to be cool. So they're like, "Can I have a, a vodka martini?" With and they're like, "We don't got that." Yeah. Brell is like, he's the man in charge. He's like, "Give us a couple of beers." Yeah, you know, that's oh, it. So they bad. find their their muse here. They create a, a battle of the the strong man competition, like yeah. a tough man competition, um, where he's gonna crown the strongest man in the world with a with my favorite a hundred thousand dollars tax-free i was like bro i don't think you have that power <laughs> i don't think you get to make that call i know i i did go to the trouble though to think of a, a scenario where that could work and the, the scenario where it works is that they're actually going to give you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right yeah and then and then you get to keep the net 100 so ah, i see that's what i figured it, they kind of meant you, you got it you got it all figured out I'm you're trying, smarter than i'm trying than to help the, them <laughs> You're smarter than people, you know, 
taking cocaine shits and writing yeah. ideas down on napkins. Yeah, by the end of this podcast, I'll be defending this movie very, very <laughs> yeah. intensely. Like, yeah, actually, what they really meant to say. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the subtext, I think you'll find. It's just that without Vince McMahon, we wouldn't have professional wrestling. And so <laughs> <laughs> we owe him No so holds much. barred. <laughs> no holds barred is part of that. So be it. Yeah. Um, so we get the 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 event they they build the event um they hype it up and they get a bunch of a lot of the people just from the bar that they were at show up for this event um including a waitress who you know questioned their sexuality yeah i mean let's admit they just didn't want to hire more people <laughs> i think that's what happened yeah, yeah they were getting the most the mileage it was out the of same it. day it was probably yeah. the same day they were same like, day rate yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get introduced to the person that will eventually win this tournament, which is Zeus. Um, yeah, he comes in and he is just wet with murderous anticipation. Very wet. Yeah. (laughs) So moist, (laughs) moist and wet. That's how they like them. You know, like, uh, every time a wrestler comes out and is inexplicably wet, I'm like, what, what happened? Were you, did you just like run a mile or something what happened there it's so funny to me i just imagine people standing backstage with a hose <laughs> right before everybody runs out they're like eh, hurry up they're they're just uh, maybe not a hose just somebody just has like with just insane grip strength is just like continuously spraying them with a bottle just to keep them like <laughs> they don't want to like dampen the hair they just want it to be sort of like still curly and long but right you know. yeah i think the like uh who was the I'm so bad with names right now. My brain is just a turd. Um, it's okay. It's Friday. <laughs> it's true. Um, Roman Reigns. He's so moist. Oh, he's the moistest one. He's very moist. He's Roman's un- made me question myself a few times. I was like, that is a handsome man. He is very wet. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I might be into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... It, yeah, the moistness does work for him. Like it's yeah. it's his, he's got that real curly hair. Yeah, that, you know you can tell that like it's really showing off that curl. It still has some body to it, even though it's wet. Like yeah, it's, you know. like some guys <laughs> who I won't name. You know, some guys when they do the wetness, they don't have quite enough fullness to it. And yeah, it gives, and he gives it kind of a just a scary look. <laughs> well, there's uh, I I think for me it was uh, McIntyre. He came out and I was like, oh, he's just damp. Like that's not. <laughs> That's not sitting well. That's not flattering. Drew McIntyre and his sword. Oh, I sword. love him. <laughs> like, oh. use that thing. What are you doing? Don't bring it out. I know. Isn't that funny that he just carries a sword around? I yeah. just think that's so great. He's like, you'd be in trouble if I was allowed to use this, but I'm just going to set it down over here and hope nobody <laughs> yeah. takes it. Right. Please don't take my $1,200 sword. <laughs> or, you know, it could have been a mall sword, too. I've seen those claymores at the mall. Well, <laughs> I did when malls existed. When they had, I was going to say... A- they all had a sword store. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah, so Zeus is super wet. Um, and this is tiny Tommy Lister. Uh, I love him. He's yeah. He's been around for a while. He was he he, he was around pre Zeus. You know, he was mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of comedy things from what I remember him from. Yeah, um, there was an old uh, sketch based HBO special that used to come out. Like there's like the three of them, I think. Robert Townsend and his partners in crime. Um, it's like a mix of stand-ups and sketches. It was oh. pre in Living Color. A lot of the people that wrote that show went on to form in Living Color, so it's very oh. similar to a Living Color. But uh, Tom Lister would always show up as like, you know, he'd be playing himself. He'd just be this big mean guy, but it was played for joke for laughs, you know. So he was like, 
very good natured, like just a fucking sweetheart in real life from all hmm. reports. But Zeus, the the wrestling character on the other hand, is a convicted murderer. Um, yeah. And we learned this because <laughs> I fucking hate this. So <laughs> there is, uh, you mentioned it before, Hulk's trainer. It's His name is Charlie. And we don't actually hear anything from him. He doesn't speak until now, which is that he knows Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh, no. The yeah, two we- black guys in the movie know each other. That's that's bad, dude. Wait, like, and, why did you do this? And sorry, did you say, did we know this man's name at any I point? Don't, we did movie? not know this man. We okay. did way later. I think maybe... In the hospital later on, they say Charlie. I had yeah. to. I had to wait for it. I was consciously waiting for it. And I was my, like, "There it is. That's his name." Yeah, it's Charlie. My, bo- my boyfriend asked me. He was like, "Does this guy have a name?" And I was like, "I'm sure he must in the script, so he knows what his lines are. So yeah. he must exist." There had to be a reference to him, old black guy. That's what his name was in the script. <laughs> um, and when you make your only two black characters know e- know each other, that's that's yeah. That's toilet writing, you know, yeah. that's bad. That's racist toilet. And, you know, Vince and Hulk both don't have great track records for this kind of thing. So I can't, I wish I could say I was surprised. Yeah. There were a couple things where I was like, this creative decision felt, feels yeah. very Hulk Hogan to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think Terry made this call. <laughs> <laughs> it says Terry written He's, all over he, it. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Uh, but Charlie knows Zeus because he trained Zeus and Zeus was a, a wrestler with a lot of potential. And then he, but he was just had too much murderous rage and he killed a guy. Uh, of course. Yeah. That's what happens. And he shows up in like, I just escaped from prison clothes. Like he has like his. He's his... still wearing his prison jumpsuit, but he's like, <laughs> yeah. but he's like cut it, which but it's I. sexy. Yeah. Like I needed a scene of Zeus like tailoring his prison blues into a wrestling kit because I think that would have been a really humanizing scene of him you know having like an idea you know he's like stroking his chin he's looking at the prison blues and he's like aha and then he gets some scissors and we get a little montage like like Catwoman at the beginning of Batman Forever you know when she's like pulling things out of the closet and sewing the cat suit yeah I needed one of I needed a scene like that with him it would have helped I also needed the same thing with this barber to be like, what do you, what do you want me to do today? He's like, Z. He's like, why? He's like, cause I'm Zeus. <laughs> and also, can you get a marker and draw an eyebrow on me? <laughs> His weird Oscar the Grouch eyebrow was so confusing. Cause it was like half on one side. It was like half an eyebrow. I know. It was, it's a full unibrow, but like half of it's missing. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like the only guidance they gave the makeup department was like, this guy looks fucked up. Like make him look fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, he already has the eye thing, which has been played. You know, it's not a, a thing that, he, that people pointed out in, as in things he's been in before. Like he seems very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's already got like a, a glass eye. Like you didn't need more than that. Oh, I didn't know in. he had a glass eye. I think it's glass eye. I don't know if it's just lazy or if it's glass. I mean, um, I don't really. The only thing I knew him from was um, the Fifth Element. Yeah, he was the president in the Fifth yeah. Element, which was just when I first saw that, I was like, "No fucking way! Zeus is the president!" I was like, so happy. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was I, so great as the president, you know. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say his most challenging role uh, is a modern black exploitation. I guess it was uh, Mario Van Peebles' Posse, which was a black cowboy movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, Zeus plays a very 
innocent. He's huge, but he has like sort of the the innocence of a child, you know. Uh-huh. So he's like a big sweetheart in that, and he does a really good job of it. It's a very entertaining movie. I don't know if it's a good movie. I just watched <laughs> it because it was like I just when I was growing up, I just anytime I saw anything that was like mostly black cast, I was like, well, I uh-huh. have to watch it. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's from the '90s. Big Daddy Kane's in it. You know, you Ooh, got yeah. One of the bald ones is a token white guy, which he does a really good job with. He's the insane one. <laughs> Because you know what they always say: if there's a one white guy hanging out with a crew of uh, brothers, that watch out for that guy. He's I the shit he's had this. to do to get accepted <laughs> by that crew. Is uh, I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So posse, that's your wild card recommendation. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that. Down. It does sound interesting. I haven't. Tone Loke it, so. is in it. It's a who's who. Oh, of the 90s. yeah. It's wow. Now Billy really... Zane is in it. He's the bad guy. What? Uh, I'm he, sold. Yeah. That make that an evening this weekend. Find Posse, make it uh, happen. 1993. I've already mm-hmm. located it. It's on <laughs> Great pl- soundtrack. It's on Amazon Prime Video for free. I'm. I know I'm what there. I'm doing after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner is solved. Yes. Um. So yeah, but we get the worst version of Tiny Lister here. Zeus is a is a terrible human being. Um, mm-hmm. He I mean, lifts a woman up by the face when he walks in. He just grabs yes! this. He picks her up by the face I and then just. About- Oh God! He like literally just like picks up a nice little old cocktail waitress by the face and drops her into a barrel. Into a barrel of peanuts. <laughs> the like, fact that he didn't kill her was kind of tender. It was a very tender moment. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, God, it, I just yeah, he's bad apparently. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bad he's, man. Well, he wins this tournament very easily. He just mm-hmm. demolishes everyone, uh, all the mutants from the the, the murder bar. Um, and so they kind of take Zeus on tour. Like he's just winning fights now. He's just showing up everywhere, like steel mills. Yeah. A lot of like skilled tradesmen are going down. Like he's just, I was was like, are they at a factory for fire? Like what is, (laughs) what is happening here? It's just a factory that shoots fire out of the wall. They're just producing heat. That's it. That's all they do. (laughs) Doesn't seem safe. (laughs) Well, the guy, one of the guys he fights is like allowed to use a weapon, but you know, yeah. It's just like when Zeus was in Friday when Ice Cube pulled a gun on him and he just goes, what you going to do with that except make me matter? And it's like, yeah, the same thing here, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's unstoppable. Let's see. Oh, we cut back to Hulk Hogan who's taking Sam to his kind of joint to eat, which is just like this greasy spoon. Yeah. Um, where we meet the next two black characters in the movie. Uh, one is the <laughs> sassy, you know, uh, flirtatious kind of overweight waitress who's just yeah. like. It's kind of implied that she and Rip used to like get it on, but she got she got like out of shape and it was over after that. <laughs> I feel like all of her lines were like copy pasted from other movies with similar characters lines. Like she hits all the notes of being like, oh, you're such a good guy. And then it's like, if I wasn't married, you know, I feel like those are like <laughs> classic cliche, like, you know, older woman in a movie who's there to make the guy look good lines. Yep. This per, that's per, she did her job so well too. Yeah. Sam was just like, "Oh no, I am super hard for this guy. Like, yeah. I I didn't think I could be so easily turned, but it's happening." Yes. And uh, I think maybe Vince and Hulk had like two two seven on in the background when they were <laughs> writing this movie, and that they just like, "We got to put Jack A in the movie. Like, it's <laughs> we need a Jack A. I don't care, make it happen." Oh, uh, and then you know, uh, our next 
a black actor comes in and he's robbing the place, uh, of course. I Yeah, that was a moment where I like paused it and was like, this is a Terry move. This is a total Terry uh-huh. move that like there's... <laughs> The guy robbing the diner is a black, like one of the only black actors. Yeah. Like Jesus. So that's number four. So like one fourth of your, well, no, half of your black cast are murderous psychopaths. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And so like, They're there's either, a white one too. I don't want to, I don't want to like undersell this. There is a true. white, they didn't, you know, they, there's some whataboutism here for, for Hulk wrote that in there. But, you know, there's no reason to be fair to to these men. So I'm going to say, you know, they, 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 in all the black characters, either psychopathic murderers or employees. Right. That's it. That's it. Oh, here's where they fuck up their, their goodwill with the white robber. Hulk like throws like a pie at him and it's kind of, he's kind of out, the white guy's kind of out for the count. And then he just spends about 10 minutes just ruthlessly beating the shit out of the black one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Again, a Terry, it feels like a Terry call. Terry's like, I don't want to go easy. I I want to go easy on the white guy. I feel like he's uh, probably had a rough life. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh God. um, But he's the perfect man. And as soon as he, you know, just completely demolishes these two guys, Sam is just smitten. Oh yeah. After he's trashed the restaurant, by the way. The entire restaurant. Everyone there is so happy that he did it. Like, Like, thank God you were here. He destroys this restaurant. Yeah. In real life, they would have just let him rob the place and then insurance would have covered it. Like they wouldn't have skipped they wouldn't have missed a beat. Yeah. The restaurant (laughs) doesn't want like they just want you to give them your wallets. Just give them your wallets. (laughs) We don't care about your wallets. We care about our restaurant. Uh, well, that restaurant doesn't exist anymore because Hulk just completely tore it down. Yeah. I look um, like a hero. They go back to the hotel, and it's just a classic mix-up. There's only one room left, and it's only got one bed. Oh, it's like a fantasy novel. Oh, uh-huh. my God. It's like Shadow and Bone. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Which Shadow and Bone is a real series, by the way. It's not just a sex joke. <laughs> is it like called that is like is the bone like it no no it, it it's actually there's a series on netflix an adaptation of it um it's just a fantasy novel like a like a girl has magical powers and you know kind of a harry potter kind of you thing. know what i think i saw that recently in this my imdb search and i think that hulk hogan's brother in this movie was in shadow and bone at some point are Mark you pellegrino let me see he's definitely in uh kidding me that's He's definitely scary. in Supernatural. He plays Lucifer in Supernatural, but uh, wow! Because I was like, I've seen the words Shadow and Bone before, and I thought it was like Lock and Key or one of those other shows. I just confused it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in Supernatural. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't realize this guy was so famous. Yeah, he's in tons of stuff. I don't think he may not be in Shadow and Bone though, but somebody in this movie is in Shadow and Bone. Oh, man, I'm going to have to go to the IMDb secret page where you find connections and figure that out later. It's going to have to be going to do it to do a little digging. Maybe it's Jesse Ventura. I don't know. It's there uh, is there is actually a a section on IMDb where you can like Google like two names of people and see if they've uh, ever worked together or whatever. uh, Is that like premium? You got to. I don't think it's premium. It's just that the IMDb website is so hard to navigate for me that it's hard for me to find. But. When I do find it, um, it's exciting because then I spend like an hour on it and I'm like. Just connecting random people. Yeah. Like just five degrees of Kevin Baconing until you time to go to sleep. Exactly. Yes. Well, this bed situation is just so goofy. The movie just plays it up like oh this, the God. goofiest thing ever. Like, what are we going to do? So, the, she, you know, Sam goes to brush her teeth and Hulk uh, 
does the, the I love Lucy move where he, you know, tapes off. Uh, yeah. The, the a, a dividing line. He puts a blanket up and to, yeah. to protect her. Um, Which is like the, pretty impressive. Like, is it just his wrestling, his like hand tape or whatever? It's just his hand tape. Yeah. It's some strong like, shit. Yeah. It's like holding up a whole blanket. He like yeah. holds it up. Like he, put, he tapes it up like a, 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 a clothesline. And yeah. Then drapes a blanket over it. And you got a nice little, you know, divider. For How the, inventive. Yeah. And then he fucks it up immediately by just absolutely power bombing the bed like a normal person would, you know, like <laughs> after, who after, gets into bed like that? <laughs> I mean, not to mention the pushups he's doing to the oh rhythm of, of like furious masturbation. <laughs> yeah. He's doing like tiny mini pushups, I guess, with his feet on the bed for some reason. So this visual gag was so weird. So they go to sleep uh, begrudgingly. There's some sexual tension. Obviously, Sam is wearing a very uh, attractive evening wear. Um, Yes. She's Hulk's sleeping wearing, in a bra, which is, by the way, yeah. if if I ever see a female character in something sleeping in a bra, I know a man wrote it. That's yeah. all I know. I'm like, there is no woman in this world who yeah, chooses in Vince's to sleep world, in women a bra. sleep. They still are trying to turn him on no matter what they're doing, even yeah. when they're unconscious. Yeah. But Hulk's wearing like what I would wear to the beach when I was eight. You know, he's got like this weird tie dye <laughs> tank top on and these tiny, tiny little shorts. So <laughs> tiny, the tiniest shorts. He actually like is, she comes out from brushing her teeth and he's like bent over and you get like some Hulk cheek and she's supposed yeah. to be like, like breathless when she sees it. It's like, no, that's the, that's the muscliest unsexy booty I've ever seen in my life. That's I mean, the, oh, I mean, Vince has like a, a fixation on muscly, oily men that he thinks all women share yeah <laughs> and we just don't like my friend uh i have some friends on another podcast that we were we were covering power slap which was the fucking stupidest thing in the world oh um, my god i've seen a few minutes of power slap by accident because i watch AEW every week <laughs> oh yeah they yeah. they the, the perfect uh aperitif for or, or digestive <laughs> for pro wrestling um, but my friend Sean described power slap is just Dana White, the owner of the UFC bought mm-hmm. it. And it's like, it's like Dana White's version of Vince McMahon's weird muscle man competition that he bought. And yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I assume you do. Like that's I, yeah, he did. He tried to start like a bodybuilding, uh, magazine, I think like he even yeah. tried to, he tried to start a whole like bodybuilding competition and there was a magazine and all this stuff. And, um, I think it just didn't work out, but yeah, he, he loves, he loves muscle. That's like his thing. He just loves big, <laughs> beefy dudes slapping meat. You know, like, that's like all he wants to see. Um, well, he made all the right life decisions to get there. He's yeah. in the perfect spot now. <laughs> He's yeah. positioned himself so well. Uh, but there's a weird visual gag here where halfway through the night, Sam wakes up to a weird sound. It's the bed squeaking in a way that's supposed to imply that maybe Hulk's like just it jacking off with insane passion yeah. furiously yeah just yeah. so mean he's like mad at his dick yeah <laughs> uh, and then she moves the curtain back and there's like a <laughs> i did not understand what we were supposed to think that was we were supposed to think that it's, was his butt his butt yeah they're supposed to think his like <laughs> so his feet are together on the edge of the bed because he's doing push-ups like ann said um, but his feet are together and sort of half hidden in a way where you just see the heels together yeah <laughs> And it's supposed to be like a little booty, I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, then no 
world does that look like a butt unless you're like four, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, it's a booty. Yeah, like there's no way a, a reasonable adult would look at that and go, is that somebody's ass? Yeah. It's too, it, I thought it was knees or like. It looked like little knees, yeah. Yeah, or something. But it was supposed to be like humping. It was supposed to be like his butt humping. Oh, see, yeah, that did not read at all yeah. to me. <laughs> it took me a while to like to decode it, but that's where I landed because she looked at it. And she goes, <gasps> "I was like, well, it's just little heels." And it's like, oh, it's supposed to look like his booty up, like he's yeah. you know pumping somebody. Like there's another person in the room or something. Like yeah, I just kinda, none of it made sense. It I was just kind of weirdest... tilted my head like a curious dog when that came yeah. up. I was like, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> it's supposed to be Vince McMahon's idea of a visual gag. Yeah. And, uh, really? I think yeah. he nailed it. I think it's great. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out he's doing these like like one inch push ups. He's just like just pumping these little yeah, push ups so tiniest. fucking fast. And he looks up and he's like, he says something to her, and it's like, you want in on this or something like that. It's something like uh, again, sort of like suggestive. Yeah. And then she like winces in fear and closes the the curtain again. And, yeah and goes back to sleep in her bra her comfy comfy bra yeah oh so comfy (laughs) and it's uh i guess they have a moment too where they're gonna hook up but then things get a little like personal and somebody's insulted by something and then it turns out like oh she's too uptight oh i know what he yeah he power bombs the bed and then oh yeah what was the line (laughs) so he had the little barrier up right the little fake curtain that he made and she's like, where are you going? And he's like, there's a, he's like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch downstairs. He's like, we don't need a walls. Cause I'm there's, I can't build a, a wall. That's any better than the ones you put up. Yes. <laughs> oh, Ace God. fucking uh, burn. She gets it. She understands what she did. She's yeah. just too uptight. She's too emotionally unavailable. Uh huh. If only she wasn't so career focused and just. Yeah. These feminists <laughs> with their jobs. If only she just loosen up and smile and just take that dick that yeah. he's just ready to fucking throw down. Yep. It's- <laughs> I mean, what what's wrong with you? This man works out sixteen hours a day, and you're not gonna. Ask yeah. my, I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's he ma- he's working out in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, like a complete normal person would. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've set the alarm and just at three I've got up and just. Yeah. Doing tiny little weird push-ups. I mean, the thing you want to do is like break a sweat before you get into your bed. You know? Like, yeah, that's, it's that's perfect. Yeah, I love just, laying in my own sweat. It's you like just the stew. You know? Like, yeah, I just nothing takes me away <laughs> to yeah. dreamland more than just the hot sweat of my own design. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! What does he do next? Uh, okay, so I, I guess maybe this moment is when Sam goes back. It turns out she's been working for Brel this whole time the evil ted turner stand in yes this is about an hour into the movie at which point i had to bring up the wikipedia because i was completely lost because <laughs> when they revealed she worked for him i was like wait so does rip work for him like I right does everybody work for bro like what is <laughs> is anything real they don't explain that she's a spy like outright he's she's just suddenly in his office again people just suddenly show up in this man's office and have conversations that we don't know why they're there. We don't know what their relationships are. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was so I was like, OK, we have to pause. We have to pull up Wikipedia. We have to read aloud the plot. <laughs> and it's uh, she's the honeypot. That's what it turned yeah. out. She was supposed to honeypot him. She was actually supposed to sleep with them. And Brell is furious that she didn't do it. He's like, you don't have what it takes to fuck a man. Like, he's so yeah. disappointed that and she this didn't. Is, can I ask you? Rip. This is another like 
debate my boyfriend and I were having when we were watching this movie because we couldn't figure out whether she was supposed to have sex with him to like break his heart or bring him to his network. I don't think they know either. <laughs> I had to I put my money sure down I, on something. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if I missed a line or something, but I was like, so she's, she's supposed to have <laughs> sex with him and then what? <laughs> I think in, in Vince McMahon's mind, that's just what women are. He never got past that part. He's just like, yeah, yeah they have sex. They, they're all temptresses that are just trying to get your money. That's yeah, that's he, perfect. That's what she is. This man's doing the meanest thing possible. He's trying to get a lady to sleep with a man that he hates. <laughs> what and a that's, jerk. Uh, yeah, that's it for her. She's she's basically, well, she's not fired. She still has a real job with Rip. She got hired legitimately somehow. And- yeah. And is running meetings. Yeah. (laughs) She, she tearfully confesses to rip. Um, That's all he needed to make his move. He's in now. Like, Oh yeah. They kind of, what happened? He says like something playful to her that like disarms the situation. And then she like play slaps him like you jerk. I'm, you know, trying to be serious and you're, and then they fake wrestle and then they fake kiss. It is. Uh, Yeah. I was like, I don't think Hulk likes women. (laughs) <laughs> when I, I saw this kiss, I was I very mean, confused by it. It's I have most of this scene kind of grayed out in my mind, but like <laughs> I was just like, yeah, of course you fall for the woman who admits she's been lying to you this whole time in order yeah. to like manipulate you. That's so hot. <laughs> heads heads, bro. You know? <laughs> any sh- any port in a storm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, they start to make out, but then they're interrupted by uh, Zeus, who's just on TV at the most inconvenient times. Oh, you know, um, that's Zeus. He's challenging Rip now. It's time. Zeus has built up enough steam, I think, where he can legitimately do that. And they're going after Rip's uh, time slot, basically. Rip has a charity event where he's got his, you know, his kids. Because you know, charity, that's his number one priority so we oh actually, yeah that's good writing we actually do get to see it he doesn't just say it but he does it no but do they ever because here's another thing that's like classic classic vince mcmahon it's like to vince, oh, to vince mcmahon charity is being around children yeah <laughs> and like not like hurting them <laughs> like, such a good dude not yeah, hurting kids like, like it's like Look, we spent time with kids and we didn't do anything bad to them. It's charity. <laughs> could could I could anyone be more charitable than me right now? These kids no. are alive and and yeah, <laughs> and these, safe. Yeah, like they're here, right? Um, and so I didn't know. I don't know if they ever actually explained his charity, other than that it's just him with kids. They're playing baseball or something. Maybe? Well, some of them were wrestling. He's kind of like oh, refereeing a wrestling match, and he's like, "Great job, you're both winners." I'm like, "No, someone has to be the winner." Yeah, like, he's this not really is... teaching them any practical skills. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, they uh, yeah, Zeus crashes this shit though. It doesn't matter because mm. fucking Zeus is here again, you know, and he's like, yeah. he calls him out like live. This thing is fully covered by tv you know television crews and honestly as a wwe spot that was great like if, a, if yeah. one wrestler like crashed another wrestler's like child charity wrestling match in a park um, <laughs> and was like challenged them to a match that way as a heel i'd be like that's pretty dope <laughs> <laughs> so, so for you this is maybe the best part of the movie I, it probably was as far as yeah. like a wrestling thing you know it's right. like yeah if this happened in a rest like a lead up to a wrestling show i'd be like wow like, I'd, I'd 
spend money on that pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, it doesn't go well for Rip. He he turns it down because you know he's. I don't think he's allowed to. If I if I understand how networks contracts work, he can't <laughs> because he works yeah. for another our network. But that's not why he turned it down. He just uh, he's just trying to do the right thing. Like he's he's not going to stoop to Zeus's level, basically. In think, in the sense that he's not going to like fight Zeus. He's just going to fight other guys, right? Like because right. to stoop to Zeus's level would be to do what just Zeus do does. What he does yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is to just do his job, but with <laughs> Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it doesn't go well. Uh, he loses a lot of clout from this because people see him as a coward now. Mm-hmm. Um, Brell sends just a straight up rapist after Sam to right. punish her for uh, for for God. turning down his honeypot gig. Oh, I um, forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's all he's there for. He's just there to do some raping, and it's and one it's, of those uh, classic scenes. Like Game of Thrones did this. Like there's a there's a few TV shows that have done this with with rape, where it's like. Uh, a woman is saved from a rape at the very last moment. And so it's right. just fine. It's fine. No trauma, <laughs> you know, Well, you didn't get raped. Did you? Well, yeah. I don't know what the problem is now. It, it didn't go all the way. So you're like, fine. Right. Like yeah. it's no big deal. Technically Woo. no harm, no foul. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. Whew. Well, Rip, Rip does show up in the nick of time and he does the most American thing ever. He beats the shit out of this guy with his Harley. Yeah. He doesn't even get off of his motorcycle. He just (laughs) tail whips him, picks him up by the front, just, just, you know, slams him into a a tree line. Yeah. And she's (laughs) fine. 100% fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrifying. It's, it's, that's one of those things as like a man, I didn't even, pick up on that because of course I'm, I'm a male viewer i'm like yeah she didn't get raped it's all good like that's <laughs> well, i didn't I mean, even like consciously think that i just unconsciously understood that yeah every, the day was saved and everything's fine well like from a story standpoint i get it to some extent like you're just trying to illustrate that like they were saved from something bad but like yeah. it's still like you know like like when game of thrones did it it's like sansa gets dragged into this like alleyway with like eight guys and they're like about to you know yeah and then somebody shows up and saves her i forget who i think it's the hound it's maybe. Clegane. yeah yeah, he yeah, yeah. and he fucking murders them so that's just right? more trauma yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and i remember at the end of that scene being like oh so she's fine <laughs> yeah she's to- totes fine none of that's gonna have any long-term effects whatsoever <laughs> i think he smashes a man's head like while that happens <laughs> It's yeah. a violent beatdown. It's a, like, uh, you know, and, it, and it maybe it was influenced by this scene in No Holds Barred, where it's basically the same scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this man shows up and beats this man with a motorcycle, and then she's <laughs> fine. She's just gonna move on with her life now. And I, you know, it's just it's it makes me think now when you bring that up because there's been situations where I've like almost gotten into a fight, and you're, the energy you have from just even from nothing happening, oh, you're just yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. Your, your adrenaline is just, just completely overtaking your body. You're you're about to be sick because that yeah. adrenaline's gonna leave and you're gonna be completely depleted. And it's like even just not being in like a totally even odds possible fight, you're fucked up afterwards. Like yeah. you don't just walk away like, oh nothing happened, everything's all good. Like Yeah, no, your fight or flight kicks in and it's 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 game on, it's especially nasty if somebody shit. Like, you know, I like I have traumatic memories from just sharing harsh words with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, I can't fucking believe that happened. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if someone like physically was on you and like yeah, grabbing like, you. Grabbed like, you, pulling your sh- your clothes. Like, like oh, yeah. good Lord. 
That's yeah. Yeah. So she's gonna have to go to therapy after she and Rip settle this whole while. situation down. Yeah, the therapist would be like, so he showed up and beat his ass with a motorcycle? I'm sorry, but that is awesome. I don't sorry. understand how... Yeah, could you go over how he lifted the motorcycle again? Like... <laughs> yeah. Could you introduce me? Are you guys, like, together? Or... Are you, uh, you know Rip? Well, this is, like... I guess this is where the no-holds-barred comes in, because Brel is just, like... He's, he's playing by no rules right now. He's He sent the mm-hmm. rapist, and now he's, like... Uh, Randy, which is Rip's brother's name, we didn't say that because I don't think the movie said it until just now. Uh, Randy is gonna, he wants to go check out Zeus and see what the big fuss is all about. Oh, yeah. So he goes to a Zeus match and he gets busted. He's wearing a Rip shirt and they deduce very quickly because of his loudmouth <laughs> friend that Randy is Rip's brother. So they kill him. Basically, they cripple him. <laughs> yeah, they kill him. They, they fucking full blown put him in like, he needs like months of. PT to, to learn how to walk again. Yeah, like they're he, like dipping him in like the pool. Like I didn't yeah. even, I don't even know what that is. It was like an iron lung filled with water. I don't even know. I yeah. didn't, I didn't even I'm not even that familiar with I don't with... know if it was real science. I don't think there was anything <laughs> like, true like, about what was happening. It's like a man-shaped tub that yeah. they filled with water and they were I was like I don't get it. Did he just run a lot or like why are they putting him in this bath? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. But yeah, he was messed up, man. He was messed up. Zeus did the scariest thing that I imaginable, though. He Once he found out he was Rip's brother, Zeus grabbed him by the neck, picked him up, and then just screeched in his face this high-pitched, like, psycho <laughs> wail. <laughs> it was like, dude, I'm good. Like, you just terrified me. Like, I don't, you don't need to kick my ass anymore. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it was perfect. So yeah, Rip, here's what's going, he, here's what's happening. We don't see it. We just assume that he heard about it because he, uh, he busts into the the gym that Zeus trains at, and it's this like weird funhouse of illusion and tricks. Like, I thought this was a dream sequence because I was like, <laughs> "How can this be a real thing? Like, right. what? It's like, and it's like some kind of a trap, but it's not clear like what the trap is for, other than right." them to watch him smash things on camera i guess and they're just laughing about how much they got into his head by killing his brother you know it's yeah and they're laughing at how much they're gonna have to pay to replace all this equipment that he's destroying (laughs) in this like custom gym they built like okay yeah he fucks this place up yeah he runs in and just uh they hit him with a sonic attack at first they like play music really loud he's like like it it legitimately incapacitates him yeah he can't handle loud noises like he's a fucking animal yeah. Um, and then there's like a weird, like funhouse, like audio, like it's Brell taunting him with like 3D audio. But then yeah. there's like a like a holographic projection of Zeus that's just actually <laughs> Tommy Lister standing there and trying to be as motionless as possible. <laughs> but like he charges at him blindly and crashes through glass because it was, oh, just, we got you. It was just a straight up projector like they show the yeah. projector and it's the same projector that a school would use for like a yeah a like, science slideshow it's like full scooby-doo yeah it's like I, I i was training so hard to figure out like what their end goal was with this like <laughs> elaborate setup they've done yeah. and it was nothing it was just to get in his head i guess like which i guess is fair if that's the end goal i guess they did it you know it's yeah um, i i do feel like just knowing that like vincent hulk like rewrote this from someone else's script i'm like there had to have been connecting scenes 
that explained what some of this was. Like a professional writer probably had some boring scene in there about why he's there or whatever, and they cut it because they're like, I don't understand. Vince just thought it was something for nerds. Yeah, like why do these nerds need all this exposition? (laughs) Let's just go see him smash things. That's what real men want to see. Real just chaw-spitting greasy mutants. Yeah. (laughs) So he, uh, he goes to the hospital to visit his brother, and he is wearing the most tasteful mournful bandana and fingerless gloves i think mm-hmm. he could have possibly put together it's all black with white giant white laces um <laughs> it's really hard to just to describe just how appropriate this attire was for, i uh, appreciate you noticing that because now i'm realizing he has <laughs> drawers full of different color fingerless gloves and handkerchiefs and i'm so certain the actual hulk hogan probably actually did have that he absolutely did he just had drawers full of silk scarves so silly God, that's <laughs> all so of his clothes silly. were so shiny it was like it wasn't quite like wrestling lycra but it was still like silky you know yeah and, uh, in a very like manufactured like action figure kind of way yeah but yeah this one is the funniest one because it's all black because he's in mourning and mm-hmm. it's but it's still fingerless gloves and a bandana with like yeah. a trail of white strings on it like braids yeah well he might you know walk past a bench press and need to yeah. like you know do some like lifts so he's got to keep the gloves on you know do cause... some sexually confusing push-ups at yeah. any given moment <laughs> This, no, so this is, I did, I put this in my notes. This is when we learned Charlie's name. This is the first time because uh, you know uh, Randy is moved by Rip's sorrow and kind of opens his eyes, and then she goes Charlie, and he wakes up, and I'm like, oh, that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> perfect, perfect. And I let more well over an hour into the movie at this point because I just <laughs> yeah. remember that all the points that I posited at and and this is like well over an hour and 15 into the movie easily the movie's almost over yeah like the, the, we're in the third act this, <laughs> like this is this is the part that Hulk thought of on the toilet and was yelling yeah. to Vince who was scribbling it down in the hallway you I know? can't believe he came up with this last minute because it was just to me it seemed like it was obvious that his brother was going to be hurt at some point that's the only reason he's there like why else have the brother? Unless he's going to be used against him somehow, because Rip has no other weaknesses. Yeah, <laughs> We've seen we know this by by now. He's smart. He's super strong. He's charming. He's, he's cultured. Very charming. He can be, you know, moist, not moist, whatever you need. Yeah. He's got it all. Dry rub, you know, whatever, yeah. you, whatever meat you prefer, whatever your meat preference is. Yeah, he can throw motorcycles and be nice to kids. <laughs> Not murdering kids is probably his greatest uh, attribute. I, I mean, it's up there. Best virtue. Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> well, that's like, so yeah, just to, to remind the audience, Charlie is his, is Rip's trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time he speaks in the movie is about 20 minutes in when he just ch- chimes in to say that he knows the other black character in the movie. And then at an hour and 15 in when we learn his name for the first time. <laughs> Uh, at this point, it's on. Like, Rip is definitely going to fight Zeus now. Like, that's fucked up. He's not going to let that stand. Mm. They start training. Well, Zeus starts training. Rip is just, like, tenderly rehabbing his brother. So when he should Oh, be yeah, training. this is when they're dipping him in the man-sized tub. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, doing the thing where he can't walk. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you got this, brother. Like, Yeah. Take your vitamins. Like, my literal brother. Yeah. And then we cut to this match, which is just amazing. It's a fucking black tie event. For some reason, I guess so. This oh is, yeah, this, everybody's like they're going to prom. Yeah, they're in full tuxedos, and this this based on what you said about Vince, how he sees his audience, this 
makes this even funnier to me because th- is this how he sees like unsophisticated like poser wrestling fans as like <laughs> suit and tie wearing like hoity-toity uh, yeah i think he probably just because i've also heard from people who've worked in the wwe offices that they do still have like a dress code in that office like a business dress code right and so i i wonder if he just has like two speeds it's like either we are all in suits and like dresses for man Taylor or everybody's a mutant. Everybody's a and, character from fallout. Yeah. yeah that's... And that's it. And I mean, it makes sense. Like he grew up in, he grew up in some pretty serious poverty before he met his dad. So I could see him having kind of like a uh, resentment of anything that's not, you know, all the people that picked on him before he got huge. Yeah. Or like the world he had to live in before he, met yeah. his dad who was wealthy and like took him under his wing and stuff. So I it's bet like, you there's a lot of chew spit in his cereal. Yeah, there's, there's uh, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time focusing on the psychology of Vince McMahon. I don't, don't know why it's, it is fascinating to me. It's kind of everything though. Like everything you absorb from the world of wrestling is yeah. born from that. Right. You got, it's like kind of unavoidable. Yeah. You, you kind of a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of live in his head all the time. And so you're kind of always trying to, especially because the way professional wrestling works, like to me, like a good third of the fun of it is trying to get in the head of the promoters and the performers (laughs) and like figure out, you know, the moves and the storylines and where things are going and why they might have done this and not this. And like, you know, that kind of like backstage politic theorizing is what's a big fun point for me personally so yeah. i spend a lot of time trying to, trying to figure out why <laughs> why vince is doing the things he's doing and how he's getting away with it and uh and i've i've come to conclude that i think he has a weird attitude towards um economic station and i think that uh this might be reflective of that They're like these i'm not are, gonna be able to unsee that now like these are educated fans right these are tv yeah. fans these are people these who are had the money to go to a crop yeah yeah go to a tv taping yeah and this is a, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty boring ass match. Well, so Unger and Ordway, <laughs> by the way, go full heel. They kidnap Sam. Uh, by this point, these yes men, Brell's yes men kind of seem like they're not sure about, they know Brell is like kind of crossing the line a lot. And they're like, mm-hmm. they're looking at each other and like, eh, but now they're just like on board. They're full on like drinking champagne and laughing, kidnapping yeah. Sam. Uh, and so even though they just completely crippled randy and they could have just continued to use randy against him they just pivot and they kidnap sam and sam is going to be their leverage for rip to lose this match you know you got to make it look good but go down in 10 minutes or else sam gets it so yeah which i i did notice a thing that uh kind of bugged me here not to pick the movie apart uh-huh. but like they start the match and the clock behind them says 906 yeah did you notice that? And I then, was like, is that what time it is? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Is it oh. counting down from 10 or like what? Yeah. Like- I was like, oh, is that how long their entrances must have taken six minutes or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. <laughs> huh. And then, and, but then the movie goes on to treat that number like, oh, no, they're six minutes into the match. Now they've got, yeah. you know, seven minutes into the match, you know, and it's like, wait but they just started. <laughs> we lost some good shit is what that told me. Like, we could have yeah. seen some more face punching. Yeah, they must. Yeah, they must have cut it way down and just not 
thought about the clock at all. I uh, yeah. At some point, they, they didn't have uh, a continuity director. It's just more nerdy shit. That we yeah. At, at some That's... point, I'm asking too much of this movie, which is yeah. that they pay attention to what the clock that they're directing our attention to says. We gave you the guy that pooped his pants, brother. Is that what more do you want from us? A clock? That's what you care about? You shut up, you drooling animals, and you laugh at the dookie. <laughs> so everything goes according to plan. Brel's plan. Rip's getting his ass kicked. You know, he's just taking a huge beat down. Uh, and to which point he's face down on the ground. He looks up at his brother who's there. He's in a wheelchair. He's he's up and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looks at his brother and in slow motion, his brother goes, come on, Rip, try. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes down as possibly the greatest cornering I've I've ever seen in in fight in fight entertainment. <laughs> try if you were in a fight and someone yelled "try" to you, would you feel insulted? I would. That's a fucking that's shade as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> try what the fuck do you think? Oh come on! Like <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and just get killed because that's fucked up. I was trying yeah. before, and now I now I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Zeus just basically just goes straight for murder. He rips a corner post out from the ring, like in half. Like it doesn't, he doesn't like loosen it from the screws. He <laughs> rips it in half and creates like a jagged spear yeah. and tries to kill Rip. It, he moves out of the way and it goes straight through the tarmac. And oh. that yeah. would have been a impaled, severely impaled man if he had not moved. Yeah. And it's real, you know. L for the ring team, you know, they they lost their deposit on that ring, which yeah, is also they're not like taking that back. It's like an octagon ring, too, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's a little, a little, you know, it's a little different. It's it's not the squared circle. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's more UFC. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, I wonder oh. if, ah, I wonder if that was a uh, Vince McMahon throwing more shade at like because I think the UFC was probably around by this point. I can't remember what year it started, but they had the octagon, you know. Oh, maybe he thought that was like the cool new thing and wanted it to look like futuristic TV, you know. Right. Maybe that was it. That is a good, like, way to depict futurism in in television. Just change the shape of something. Like, everything's triangles now. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit, I never envisioned a world like this. Yeah, so many angles. (laughs) Yeah, the future loves angles. I guess at some point it, it's kind of like a mess here. Sam escapes because everybody's just so into uh, Rip getting his ass kicked that they, yeah, his, they've her got, handlers, like, they've got distracted. two guards on her, and all she has to do to get out of this room is be quiet. Like, yeah, she just slowly gets up and opens the door and, <laughs> she and just closes leaves, it. Leaves, folks. Yeah, that's it. She escapes, and at some point Rip sees her, so he it's on. Like he's ready to actually fight now, and he yeah. reaches sort of like. I guess like the Dragon Ball Z version, like Ultra Instinct, you know, where he just can no longer be harmed. So he, I believe you call that no selling, you know, and he uh-huh. just takes a bunch of shots and just re- yeah. doesn't react to him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely reached his final form. Like we, that's confirmed. He takes Zeus's best shots and just turns around and smiles. So yeah, he's Hulk. He's going Hulk mode, Hulkamania, yeah. Hulk. I'm still standing, brother. Yeah. Ripomatic or whatever they call it in this movie. It's all yeah. Hulk shit. I, I want to be yeah. clear. Everything he does is Hulk Hogan stuff, but it's just rebranded as rip stuff. Yeah. They just, just had no other ideas. They were like, yeah. this is the idea that we have. Yeah. He's really playing against type in this movie. Basically. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Uh, they fight for a while and it's a, it's a boring fight. It's supposed to be wrestling, but they just like, it's just sloppy boxing. Like it's mm-hmm. just a sloppy boxing match. They just punch the shit out of each other over and over again. Yeah. And Rip does what I guess is his signature move, which is like sort of like uh, double handed, like 
overhand like fence post yeah chop. it's like double axe handles i think is yeah what they call it yeah. yeah the axe handle yeah yeah i th- i feel like we saw him do it earlier like against that jake bullet guy yeah well that's like the thing grandma. is we only see rip fight once one time i i think it's important to to tell people that he's not actually in this movie a whole lot like we've been talking about him a lot but uh-huh. it's the brell show all the way like yeah. brell is the main character yeah and we really there's also just not that much wrestling for a wrestling not movie. that much wrestling I mean, he fucks those guys up in the garage but yeah as far as like his performance aspect aspect with his like signature move we see that one time That's yeah it. we see him wrestle once in the beginning and then once at the end is when we actually see him yeah. do wrestling yeah so he does the the axe handle on zeus which is supposed to mean to signify the end but then zeus does like a horror movie villain like uh fake out where he comes back oh, yeah. and um I don't know. It's like the 10th time Rip has put him down. So Zeus starts like attacking (laughs) audience members indiscriminately. He's just completely lost his mind and Mm -hmm. uh, he's just cutting loose. But Brel is also losing his absolutely losing his mind. He's in the control room, just destroying it. Yeah. I I just at this point, I was just like taking it in. Couldn't really couldn't really tell you why anyone was doing anything. It's just like (laughs) noises and sounds. (laughs) Bro was just like, just kill him already. Kill him. And he's just tearing out phones from the the wall and sparks are flying everywhere. And he's like just damaging machinery. Because I was like, wait, they're off the air, but they're off the air because Brell is destroying the control room. Like, what? why would he do that? And I we we thought maybe it was because he didn't want Zeus to lose on TV, but it didn't seem like he was that coherent. It just seemed like he was completely out of control. Like yeah. He, was just, he didn't even realize they were off the air. Yeah. He didn't go like, shit, somebody get us back on. Or like, shit, somebody pull the plug. Like, he didn't do either one of those. He yeah. just started ripping the place apart. Yeah. He just loses his mind because he which, runs a bad TV network, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> which is his undoing. It's fucking hilarious. Like, after Rip defeats Zeus, that puts him down for good. Um, he turns on Brell and he's like doing his his snarl, you know, thing, his yeah. snarl approach, and then oh. Brell backs into an electrocution death. <laughs> like yeah, full blown dies. <laughs> I think both of them die, don't they? Did Did Zeus die too? I, I mean, can't remember. So Zeus falls falls from the he, ceiling, right? Or he from throws the... him straight through the middle of the ring. Like he yeah. definitely like throws him off the side. I, 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 yeah. I didn't think he that would kill him though. I feel like Zeus is made out of sterner well, stuff. The reason I thought it supposed to kill him is because you see a little blood coming out of his mouth oh right and i was like he's bleeding that's like the screenplay version of dead you know like (laughs) like if someone if any character in a movie this is a huge cheat code if any character in a movie at any point has blood coming out of their mouth it means they are dead or dying (laughs) it means nothing else there's never a character that comes back from that that's a good catch. I think we can safely assume he died. Rest in peace. <laughs> and then came back alive to be in the WWF, I to guess. Be in, yeah. <laughs> and his history is that he came back because he was upset that he lost in the movie. So he wanted to mm. like settle the score with Hulk you know, Hogan. Maybe this is the only movie I've ever seen where a character had blood coming out of their mouth where they didn't die. Uh, he's, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. He wow. broke. Yeah, he broke type. He's. This is a groundbreaking film. 
<laughs> That's, you need to go uh, put up a new Rotten Tomato user review and call it that. Yeah, um, like I'm going to give it 11% because- I think it's currently sitting at 10, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which we were like, we were watching this last night and trying to determine what the 10% would be. Like, what right. is the 10% of it that's like an okay movie? Like, just Hulk Hogan being there, I think. The fact that he showed up was 10% good for people. Yeah. And also, you know, like, um, what's his name? Kurt, uh, Kurt Fuller. Kurt yeah. Fuller. I keep wanting to call him Kurt Russell, but it's not Kurt Russell. <laughs> he's Fuller. not a Kurt Russell. No. Uh, no. But Kurt Fuller, I mean, he's acting the shit out of this movie. He's like, yeah, he's, he's 10% of the movie, I think. I think yeah. He's 10%. I mean, he is doing the most like he is not he did not phone this in at all and i gotta give him props for that to be honest he's like hair pulling maniac by the end like he's yeah like he's really like serious about this character and and i appreciate him and i don't want to undersell this he fucking dies by electrocution (laughs) like this is this is way over the top for like this type of villain like this type of villain would just go to jail or something or or lose everything you know not like just a full electrocution death <laughs> no yeah no this is like yeah it's a, it's a movie for like little boys to be like oh cool you yeah. know like you can t- it, like it was written by little boys so. yeah it was little bra- <laughs> little brain boys yeah. uh yeah so like rip got to you know he got his revenge but he did he got to keep his hands clean you know he mm-hmm. didn't actually do anything to that guy he just scared no. him into backing up into the wrong place he just scared him into destroying his own control room so that there would be open wires for him to run into yeah. and electrocute himself with. So, Which is another like classic little boy movie thing where yeah. it's just like exposed wires that you could just back into and just yeah. completely cook. Extremely <laughs> high voltage wires. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the post follow up to this movie is really ironic because then Hulk actually does go to the WCW in real life. Doesn't he? He, he forms the NWO and like joins Ted Turner's wrestling. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because in reading the book ringmaster, which you should all go by, um, I, you know, Vincent Terry's relationship, um, really floundered because of this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, because it was a flop. And I think Vince broke even on it. But, yeah. like, it was kind of, I think, embarrassing for him. Um, yeah. Famously, it's not really available to stream anywhere, <laughs> which it would be if he was at all <laughs> proud of it. Um, and... I don't know what you're talking about. We watched this movie through legitimate uh, <laughs> yeah. channels. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but like from what I've read after after this movie bombed, um, his relationship with Hulk really soured because he'd paid him a ton of money. He paid him like a million dollars for this movie and um, gave him like control over his scheduling and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, treating him like the star that he was of that promotion. But then after this, everything kind of deteriorated and he kind of started getting really passive aggressive and, you know, making little (laughs) jokes about him being too old and like, you know, eventually their, their relationship just kind of crumbled. And then, yeah, Hulk went over to the uh, WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Started the uh, NWO. Yeah. Then there's some back and forth after that, but yeah, it's uh, in real life. The, the Brel character won. <laughs> he, he got he got Rip. His loyalty wasn't yeah. bulletproof. And uh, yeah, he won until he lost. And then he really lost because, you know, Vince bought the WCW. 
Yeah, eventually. it's all one now. It's all one. <laughs> and there it was. That was no holds barred. You never have to watch it now if you <laughs> if you tolerated this whole episode. You can't. It's not legal. <laughs> it's not legal. Yeah. Don't you dare try to watch it. We just watched it a long time ago and just have committed it to memory. We have so. it on DVD. Both of us individually yeah, have it on DVD. There it is. Yeah. That's how I I I mailed her a copy of the dvd uh, through snail mail and Mm -hmm. it was all legit it was very Um, legit there's signatures and everything (laughs) are you uh what's your what are your record your wrestling recommendations right now what is your favorite promotion or or thing because you watch a lot of indie stuff you know i see stories i mean i've been getting really into um joshi wrestling which is um Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling is like a all female Japanese wrestling promotion. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun. They just did a show because it was WrestleMania weekend this past weekend. And one cool thing about WrestleMania weekend is that it's also kind of like a just a festival for wrestling. Like a million yeah. indie shows will show up in the town that it's happening in. And, and you know, it'll, it'll just be so many indie shows to watch. And and I don't know if you because you watch MMA. Do you get fight? Do you have the fight app or fight plus or anything? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just go to a bar and oh, okay. I, I'm at the point now where I refuse to pay for any of it. Cause oh. it's always, most of it is just disappointing to me. I'm like, yeah. why did I, I'll just watch the highlights. If there's something good that'll happen, <laughs> I'll just watch it that way. Honestly, <laughs> that's how I consume WWE. Um, yeah. but like, uh, for like indie shows, if you have the fight plus app, which is like $7 a month, I think you can stream a lot of indie shows. And, ah. um, this past weekend, that was really great because, um, GCW, which is, Game Changer Wrestling had a lot of shows. Um, there was Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which was really fun um, for the culture, which was really cool. And um, then Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling had their first American show. And that was really fun to watch. Like if it costs like 20 bucks, <laughs> yeah. but I paid it because I was like, I'm giving the Joshis my 20 bucks. Um, That's not a bad deal, though. Every UFC is like 70 to $80. Oh, That's yeah. why it's like, and you have to have ESPN plus to on top of that. And I was oh, like, no, God. I'm not paying for I'll go to a bar and have some drinks with friends and, yeah. and cherry pick what I want to see. Right. You know? Totally. Wrestling is a way better deal than than. Yeah. yeah then mixed martial arts it is, is. now especially because you don't have to pay for the wwe pay-per-views anymore but um, yeah yeah well, they- we'll see what happens though because uh wwe just got bought by um I the know. same parent company that owns the ufc they claim yeah. that's not going to mean anything like there's not going to be any change to any of that but I mean, ufc's got some shady ass business practices yeah and also like anytime anyone buys a company that's what they say is that yeah. nothing's going to change. It's all going to be the same. And then in a month, everything's different. Everyone's um, fired. Yeah, yeah. Prices are hiked. Yeah. Everything's worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do know that WWE's contract with Peacock, I think is until 2026. Oh, okay. So I think we'll have at least until then for it to get, you know, expensive. Uh, yeah. But yeah, because I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if will. they start. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all. If they, if they They'll test the it. waters. They'll raise it. What is it? 20 yeah. bucks now? So they'll be like, we'll go 25. Um, well, people... 20 bucks is for like the indie shows. Like for Tokyo right. Joshi, like you can get that pay-per-view for 20 bucks. And it's a really good pay-per-view. I highly recommend it. If you are interested in Japanese pro wrestling, which is very good wrestling. And it's kind of silly. They open with a song. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. Like it's. You got to. That's uh, Pride yeah. back in the day, which was the only competition the ufc used to have which was a mm-hmm. japanese-based fight promotion always oh. had a huge like song and dance at ah, the beginning of it. It was, i love that yeah. um yeah so much more fanfare it's great i think the old wwe promotions though like 
back when they would charge them, I think they would be like fifty dollars. I mean, Oof. some of it, some of the AEW ones are. I think the last AEW pay per view I bought was fifty bucks. Jeez. Um, yeah, but I mean, they're not very frequent because they're pay per views, yeah. so they're only like every three to six months, maybe that you're going to be yeah. paying that. So it's not like so intense and. Um, I have Klarna, which is like, I don't know if you used Klarna, but it's like a browser <laughs> plugin that allows you to like. It sounds like a antidepressant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it does. Um, no, but like it basically, it's like a credit card without a credit card, but it, oh, it'll okay. split things up into micropayments for you. So sometimes ah. if there's a pay-per-view on a watch that's like, I just don't want to spend this much money right now. Yeah. I'll be like, actually, I'll only pay $5 for it this week. And then in two, <laughs> and then I'll pay $5 every two weeks. Until... It's layaway. Is that what it yeah. is? It sounds like layaway. It's yeah. literally layaway. It's literally layaway. We used to get dogged silly for putting shit on layaway back in the day if if, if, let anyone find out you put something on layaway you were fucking done now it's like sexy they put like they made it like into an app (laughs) i know really like it is it's it's where was clarna when i had to get school clothes for the new year right no i'm like i'm like i love this it's they brought layaway back it's a thing it's cool it's hot it's sexy it makes it so if you don't feel like spending 40 bucks today just because you don't feel like it you can only spend five and then just they make it seem like a choice like yeah. a cool choice yeah like yeah. i'm saving money <laughs> like no God you're not damn it. I, was, uh, I was born too early <laughs> i know i know uh but yeah so I, I highly recommend that also like there's a japanese promotion called ddt that does like some fun stuff they have a wrestler who's a doll um i mean they're a wrestler Amazing. they're a very good wrestler uh <laughs> and, yeah um yoshihiko is their name and uh uh yeah there's just there's tons of cool indie stuff um gcw fight app um check it out hell yeah i'm gonna pass this off to my girlfriend too she'll be way more uh thankful for this information (laughs) oh yeah i mean the joshi is also like a lot of girls from tokyo joshi show up in um aew sometimes in ring of honor so like okay she she might know some of them already if she watches any of that but um hell yeah yeah I'll have I mean, to ask her. I'll, see, I'll test her uh, her indie knowledge. It's, there's like, I swear to God, there is like 20 hours of wrestling every week to watch. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's a hard life, honestly, being a wrestling fan. Yeah, that's like that. That's half your life right now, basically. It is like you don't. It's not something you intend to become obsessed with. It's just there's so much of it that you almost <laughs> can't help it because you get attached to these people, and then you're like, oh well, they're. Ugh, they're 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 on a show tonight and i yeah. you know i got to keep up with what they're doing you know you just like you get into it and you're getting fomo get yeah you don't want to miss out yeah, right uh, like i went, and then I, f- I feel like if you catch up with one then you're like okay i'm all caught up and you're like oh no there's new shit happening over here now i got to right. start the cycle all over again yeah like i went out to long island for an AEW show on wednesday night and uh was all excited i'd done that and then i woke up thursday morning and realized that that night one of my favorite indie wrestlers was going to be wrestling at a show right down the street from my apartment. And I was I like, fucked up so bad. I know. And I was like so mad. Cause I was like, I cannot go to two shows in a row this week <laughs> because I have other things I have to do. <laughs> yeah. But it was like such a hard choice where I was like, Oh man, oh, I'm always taking, I don't care what show it is. I'm, I'm taking the one that's a block away. Like, I that's know. That's just where I'm at in life. I know. I really wish I had done that, but I, that's why I'm trying to get you to come out to, 
Brooklyn to watch wrestling because I'm never going to go to Queens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I mean, I go, I do go to shows in Brooklyn. I will invite you to the next one that we go to because we okay. we do go to shows down in Brooklyn a lot. Yeah, so. I will. Uh, if, if there's ever anything happened at that uh, that bar, it's just a cool bar. They just have yeah. Know, they have like fucking good buffalo chicken tenders and stuff. Too. Oh, it's that's like, all you need. Come with an empty belly, you know. They, I will. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome! Thanks, man. Well, I think I'm going to let you go. I, right. I think I've kept you long enough. This was awesome. I think, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm happy we watched this movie. <laughs> I was cool. able to finally talk about it with somebody. That's a weird thing to say about this particular movie, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of those ones you, just, you, you have to see it. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives you a window into a time and place. And... Yeah. You saw it. You never have to do it again. And, yeah. And hopefully nobody listening to this will ever have to see it at all. So. We've done a service, really.